This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome to the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. Once again, it doesn't even matter what episode this is. It's a lot. Close to 400. Round up. I don't know. <laughs> are we just rounding up now? Just rounding up. Is that what we're doing? Close to 400. Not. Oh boy. It doesn't matter. Well, Close to 400, over 400. 390-something. How are you doing? How's your work week? The good thing is whitetail season's close. If it hasn't already kicked off in your state, um, we hope you're doing well. Hope you're getting through work and everybody's treating you good and uh, you're having some good hunts out there if you're already in the woods. That's 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 fucking awesome. I wish, uh, sometimes I wish Illinois started earlier or Illinois and Iowa, but I'm kind of glad they don't. Yeah. Yeah. Me neither. I don't know if I'd go much anyway, unless I had a chance of like killing like a real big velvet buck or something. You know, like if it was it, hot, I don't know. If it was going to start early, it'd have to start super early. Like I wouldn't want it in between, like closer to. Oh really? You know what I mean? Like September fifteenth wouldn't do it for you. Mm, that'd be earlier than that, so you can't shoot him in velvet, so you get that chance. Yeah, you have a decent chance of shooting him in velvet. Yeah. We're recording this, so this is going to launch. See, today is September fifteenth. Could you imagine if today was opening day? be weird but it's been feeling like season in illinois in the midwest it has, it has. It has. this is the morning so i'd be cool with it so it's just unique by yeah, each it's year been you like know? 40 degrees in the morning it's nuts it's awesome it's, it's crazy it's beautiful anyway uh we want to thank all our supporters we we appreciate the hell out of you first and foremost we have some big big plans coming for 2021 um probably early summer midsummer. you the best and uh we want to include you in that but that's just the thing that's gonna it's gonna unravel and unfold into what it is um so just stick with us we appreciate your support we appreciate, appreciate you everyone reaching out the emails the instagram messages facebook's dead except for our group um it literally is instagrams are jam facebook um, is kind of dead isn't it yeah it is dead it's all right though. except marketplace except marketplace <laughs> One um what to look forward to now wage brain stickers are going to be available soon if you're listening to this Right now, and you made a merch order, it will be delayed by a little bit because we are on a hunt right now if you're listening yep. to this. So 
that's just part of our business. We are working class people that are hunting on our vacation time. Give me till we come back and I'll have your shit out. So. Eric will get it out right away. So I had to do that. That's one the one thing I wanted to get out to everybody. Uh, but we do appreciate you uh, supporting us there and all our Patreon members. We have three tiers there, $1, $5, $10. Thank you so much uh, for supporting us there. Um, we've been giving those guys discount codes and like we're sending all our top tier um, Patreon members all on b- batch of our new stickers. We got four or five new stickers. We're going to send and them. And everyone also. that's been asking the new state hats did sell out really fast. There are more on the way. So and kill caps. Yep. More kill caps, state hats. So they'll be in stock. They should be in stock right now. If you're listening to this, let's hope so. But your order hot, but your order will be delayed because we're hunting. <laughs> so, Hey, thanks. <laughs> uh, the podcast is presented by HHA sports. I think people by now kind of get the memo when we're working classes, HHA is right there with us. Uh, they've been supporters of us for pretty much year one. Yeah. Um, code right from the beginning. Yeah. Code WCB 15. will save you some coin. Um, I didn't share it on our working class page. I posted on my personal page today. I posted a video of me shooting hundred yards and I honestly like, yeah, I, it takes practice to shoot hundred yards accurately, but I think my sight plays a big, big factor in helping oh, me focus out at a hundred yards. Oh yeah. I'm not saying that's going to make you shoot hundred yards, but I think it helps. I think it's more motivating and fun when you have a product you love and believe in. It'll help you get more yardage for sure. Sight picture. Yeah. It's like number one. Oh yeah. So, so you don't have seven pins if you want to shoot at that hundred yards. That fun. messes with me, um, my mental focus. Yes. Um, and that's really like the mental game. Like I'm weird too. Like if it's low light, like I practiced last night at low light just so I can kind of get used to that like time of day. And I shot a light of knock into my uh, buck target. And then I notice I'm, it messes up my aiming shooting at another light of knock because my mental, my mental fuckery. Makes me want to like aim high above the lighted knock so yeah. I don't oh, yeah. hit it. You know what I yep. mean? It's yep. weird. It's archery is more of a mental game than I think people give credit for. It's a huge mental game. Or I think it's more of a mental game than what people actually have conversation about, like in detail. But then, then again, I feel we might shoot our bows a little more often than like the average guy that's just going out. Oh to yeah, for sure. Hit vitals and that's it. You know. But HRJ has really helped us out a lot. I, I believe in that product. I believe in the brand. I believe in the people. So super thankful for them. Great people. Also, Scent Crusher, we do have our own rapid mobile shower. The link is on our website. The link is in the description. You can only get that through our link. Um, that supports us. It helps our partners. It helps our partners help us, if you will. Um, it's a rapid mobile shower with our logo embroidered on it. That's pretty cool. It just helps everyone. It helps everyone. If you listen to this podcast and you're in the market for that type of product, we'd appreciate it if you'd buy our uh, our edition. It's the same price as the normal one. And uh, you just basically slip it on in your vehicle, and it kills the scent on your work clothes, on your street clothes, or you put your hunting clothes on and get into it and then crush the scent on the way to your hunting property. So it's a win-win. You ain't stanky no more. And you look good in some working-class uh, jumpsuits. Hey, you got a fresh date? Throw that bitch hey, on. throw it on. You smelling <laughs> fresh. <laughs> you got you time to shower? Throw that bad boy on. Yeah. Not a bad idea. You know what I'm saying? It. Yeah. It's multi-purpose. Yeah. You're covered in beer yeah, oil. <laughs> Hop in that baby. Yeah, it's fine. Right. Did you understand? Just wear it into the restaurant on your date. Oh, dang. Dude, COVID's a thing right now. You could wear that. Psh, no more yeah, COVID. Yeah, wear that on. Just put, it, put a tie on. Good to go. No, <laughs> dude, there you go. You're looking nice. You're not stinking anymore. That's, a, that's not a bad idea, Eric. Interview? Think about it. Oh, an interview? Yeah. Guarantee you got the job. <laughs> yeah. 
This guy smells like absolutely nothing. This guy's an alpha for sure. Incredible. He looks like trash, but smells like nothing. Yeah. Sold. Looks like a garbage can, but he smells like I can't smell him. Roses. <laughs> right. How, how does he do it? Uh, the podcast is also brought to you by Loophole the Optics. Uh, Thermoseat made us a code. W-C-T-S. And therm- I cut some thermoseats up. I actually, I, I butchered one. I cut it up to fit one of my tree stands. Hey, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes you got to do it. I got redneck with it. Because sometimes it just hangs over too far. You know, yeah. you got the, every seat's a different shape. Yeah. Sometimes you got to trim it. Yeah. Well, to make it fit. They make they make a different size for every every, every application, pretty much. But I was just, I'm so white trash, and I'm like, ah, they're gonna be mad at me. But I did it, and it's perfectly fine, and it's comfy. And our logos on it. We we got some thermoseats with our logo printed on them. And you can do that too for your brand. Um, if you have a brand and you want to order custom thermoseats, you can do it, um, which is pretty cool. Also, uh, Victory Archery. Um, we're shooting the rip TKOs. Eric's rocking the extortions. That's right. Um, to check those arrows out. I love them. I, I depend on hopefully, them. I, I hopefully, them. I'm putting, yeah, putting hopefully them to the test right now. Color them red here soon. Yeah, that's right. We're, right now. Uh, right now, as this podcast launch, we're animal hunting. Uh, Gator Outdoors, they made a code for our listeners, code WCB10. That will save you 10% at Gator Outdoors. And they deal uh, true timber camo, and that's what we're rocking right now. We're rocking the strata pattern. Strata. Strata pattern. Um, they're not a sponsor of ours, but Gator is, and they're a dealer for for True Timber. So right. we decided to try it all out. You know, try new things, kind of fun. But I like it so far, especially you can't, you can't beat the price. Yeah. Um, also, Elite Archery, um, everything, outdoor group product, WCB is a code for there. We're all shooting the Cure. We're going to be rocking them. Um, that's pretty cool that we're partnering with them. <laughs> Love those bows. Big time. Uh, the code is still active, WCB2020. Um, get your product that works for everything swag, seed, supplemental feed, anything you want from anything on their website. Um, awesome stuff. I wish I could supplemental feed in Illinois. We'll, we'll get it, we'll have some podcasts in detail on that, hopefully. Um, hopefully soon. Um, also, Hunter's Blend Coffee, Old Barn Taxidermy. We're doing that giveaway. So, if you kill an animal and you want to get it shoulder mounted, you take it to Old Barn Taxidermy. They have an Iowa location, they have a Colorado location. You want to take your shoulder mount there and say, hey, working class bow hunter sent me here. They go, oh, you don't say. Let me just put your name on this ticket here and put you in this drawing from the working class bow hunter listeners. And you go, wow, that sounds great. And they go, yeah, actually, there's only five listeners for working class bow hunter. So you have a one in five chance of winning. there's five now? Last I heard there was four. Well, there might be three. Okay. They're out there, they're killing it. So it's like, you're one of five of their listeners. You have a one in five chance of winning <laughs> a free shoulder mount. That's right. And so oh, that's yeah, pretty cool. Buck. It's pretty good odds. And they also have a lot of drop-off points, too. So if And you, I might be one this fall. So if you get a hold of them, ask them if, it is, if they're not close, if they have a drop-off point that's close to you. I'm hoping I'm one of them. We're having a hard time finding freezers because of the Rona. Yeah. Damn and a Rona. bunch of other shit. But, uh, yeah, anyway. Yeah, they have drop-offs. It's easy to get to Old Barn. They're a tannery. Chances are, there's a pretty good chance your hometown taxidermist might use a product of Old Barn Taxidermy. Right. So they are great people. They believe in us and support us, and we're super, super thankful for and that. And if you're local, you can have everything done there now. The processing. Food processing, yeah. Deer processing. And have it mounted. That's right. All in one spot. They do everything. I'll have my bear mount back in like five weeks, roughly. Four weeks. It's going to be cool. Yeah, the turnaround's nuts, Gang. too. It's going to be real cool. Anyway, thankful for all our partners. Thank you guys so much. It's kind of cool to be the way we are and have awesome companies kind of back us and, and support what we do. 
We're super thankful for that. still let us do whatever the hell we want. Just let us keep on keeping on. That's the beauty of uh, owning your own show. Until we sell out. What's up? What's up? Who's got got that five grand, you know? (laughs) Dude, you you pay me $3,200. Hey, we got to split it, so you better double that. $6,400, we're good. Give me a case of beer. Yeah, and like... You can have it. Give me a case of Apple Bush Light if you can find it. Fuck this. I'll sell it. Who cares, right? (laughs) That's right. (laughs) We Um, we out. (laughs) I'd like to say we're joking, but we're not. Um, Doug, do you have a veteran shout-out? We are joking. I do. (laughs) Just to clarify, everyone's (laughs) like, damn, I might buy it. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. This was sent in by Luke Aker. Hopefully I pronounced that right. And uh, the veteran name is Brandon Lococo. It's a very interesting last name. I like it. You probably messed that one up for sure. Uh, It says Lococo in parentheses, so I think I did okay. Uh, the branch is Air Force. He says, hey, guys, I love the podcast. I want to give a shout-out to my best friend, Brandon. He's more like a brother to me. He spent six years in the Air Force while he was while he was in security forces and stationed at Mal M. Storm Air Force Base in Montana. I probably fucked that up. Montana. My bad. You said that wrong. Oops. Montana. <laughs> Where he did a shit ton of duck hunting and deer hunting. Since he's been out, we've hunted 40-acre woods together here in Indiana and went to Ontario on a black bear hunt where he shot a 250-pound bear. Nice. Very nice. Rad. Congrats. He's a great dude, and we both are working-class hunters. I'm a welder, and he's a production worker at Chrysler. Thank you. Thanks for your time and the opportunity to shout out my bro and keep hustling. Thank you, Luke. Thank you, Luke. Thanks for your service, Brandon. And thanks for Absolutely. your service, Brandon. Thank and you. Luke. Congrats on the bear, man. That's awesome. That is awesome. Got a, bunch of, fun. got a bunch of wage brains in here, you know? Hey, it is. What it is. <laughs> you got that welder in that Chrysler line. <laughs> hey, we appreciate you submitting that veteran shout-out. Well, thank out. you. Thanks, Brandon. If you want to submit your own veteran shout-out, workingclassbowhunter.com, uh, contact tab, and there's a veteran shout-out form there. Help us out with the uh, pronunciation because we're dumb. Uh, <laughs> just, uh, <laughs> hey, it is what it hey, is. I don't spell very good. It's all right. Well, we got a uh, Buckstorm boys going to jump on here in a second. Love those guys. Um, right now, while you're listening, we're in camp with those good boys. Antelope hunting, public ground. Um, I just did what I hate and said that it was public ground, which of course it's public ground. Um, right. Hopefully, we got something down by now. I hope, man. We got there's. I was uh, talking to them guys. I think seven tags total in camp. But they're going to be doing some mule deer hunting uh, while we're chasing the goats. Me, Eric, Papa Dave, and I'm sure they, they have antelope tags. I'm sure that, but I don't know that. I think they're more worried about the antlers than the horns, which is fair. That's all right. I'd like to see some big mule deer in camp anyway, so that'd be cool. Oh, absolutely. Split it up. We we're, we're going to get into it. We'll talk about it. But they're great dudes. Um, highly recommend checking out their YouTube channel. They'll plug all that stuff. I'm sure by the end of the episode. But um, awesome, awesome guys. Um, literally, we'll get into it. Met Jeremy as a list. He was a listener, and then we became friends, and and then we started doing hunts together, and kind of how it happens sometimes, you know, mutual mutual interest. Hunters are all good people, I think, and good people know. come together. If you don't know Jeremy, go to our reel; you'll see him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good call, <laughs> Eric. So we did a uh, Instagram has it's kind of their battle for TikTok. Yep, I'm assuming, and it's called the. I'll bring it up when we get them on here, and I don't think he realizes how many. <laughs> he knows it's on there. Did you tag him in it? Oh, he knows it's on there, but okay. I don't think he knows the like surge of views it's gotten in the last two days because it had like 120,000 views. So what it is, it's a video of Jeremy bugling next to a giant wooden dick, and, and literally we're in the background of 
uh, the back country of Colorado. Like middle of nowhere. Middle of nowhere. And someone carved a wiener. There was a logger at one point back in there that was like, hey, watch this. Yeah. And did that. And He probably carved that thing in about three minutes. Oh, yeah, probably. Well, we were back in there. It was like one of the last days of our elk hunt. And Jeremy had his bugle tube or whatever. And I'm like, hey, bugle leaned up next to this. Let me video. And he did it. So I posted it as a reel on our Instagram. Currently, it has 324,000 views. <laughs> we need to get the one video of they got a view of skipping across a rock. Oh, I got that. I'll post it for sure. Yeah, you need to do that. I'm trying to let these breathe. These are doing so well. <laughs> um, the video of Creepy has almost 60,000 views. The video of my G3 buck has 461,000 views. Woof. Um, pretty cool. Chandler's Man Cave has 216,000 views. Pretty cool. The reels are neat. I like them. It's like, I like it better than... You can post hunting st- stuff on, like, TikTok, you know? I have a lot of, like, cool, pointless video clips that are good for nothing else but stuff like that. Yeah. So um, we'll post. I'm sure like we'll, ma- we'll make a couple when we're in South <laughs> A lot of us being idiots. Yeah. Yeah. We got those. So um, also right now, man. we might have already done recorded this podcast, but we just made a post on Instagram that if you want to submit a question, uh, it, it's literally an Ask Us Anything post. Go in there, and we're just going to go back and read through the questions and answer are we doing hunting related or not anything you want anything you want ask us what ask away anything you want to ask us we'll answer it hopefully we will Uh, oh boy maybe maybe we won't i mean come on like be reasonable i plead the fifth hey shit might get weird (laughs) hey ask away we'll get we'll get into it hey i ain't scared (laughs) cool all right let's get uh the buckstrom boys on um we're we have two of the three buckstrom boys that are gonna be on this podcast but we'll have all three of them on the podcast when we're in camp so let's do it here we go I'm Chase Ralston with Rubline Marketing. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey everybody, it's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey guys, this is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Munt from Bone Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Buckman. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. You're listening to the Working Class Bow Hunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunch Bucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. Nobody pushes the envelope like working class bow hunter. Hey, this is Jules McQueen, and you are listening to the Working Class Bow Hunter Podcast. It's really, really not that good. Good, 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 good. All right, the podcast is officially engaged. We are via phone. We have Travis and Jeremy from Buckstorm on the phone. What's up, fellas? What's up, guys? We are so it's weird because in real life we're all hunting together, but in podcast land Doug. we're at Doug. Doug's Doug's not Doug's, <laughs> Doug. Yeah, like he's at work. Doug got <laughs> yeah. stuck in podcast land. Yeah, I'm working. So, but in real life we're all hunting <laughs> right now. Somebody's got to do it. Right, right. right. We're right. chasing Someone's goats. Got to provide for the family. We're in goat camp. <laughs> yeah. um, so we figured it'd be fun to kind of record an episode and launch it while we're on the hunt. Um, and kind of, I want to talk Buckstorm. What you guys have been up to? What you guys got going on? Um, and so what's up fellas? Absolutely. We've kind of been doing a little bit of everything and we haven't been doing a whole heck of a lot of hunting ourselves yet, 
but that's soon to change in goat camp. Yeah, this yeah. This weekend, or right now, I guess I should say. But uh, we uh, just got back from a sheep hunt, bighorn sheep hunt. And for anyone that doesn't know, South Dakota is like, if you get that tag, it's like better than winning the Powerball. Like one in a thousand lifetime tags. Really? None of us will ever probably get it. It's okay, let me ask you insane. this. Before we dive into this, because I have a lot of questions on that. But I want. Yeah. I know I can already tell where we're going to go, so I'm kind of going to reroute the layout of this. Um, tell people who you guys are and what Buckstorm is. You guys have been on the podcast quite a few times, and we've hunted together, and people should be familiar by now. But guess we got some new listeners going yeah, on. Yeah, and we do. We have a lot of new listeners. So just break down what Buckstorm is before we get into these crazy hunt stories, because I know people are going to be like, what the, who the fuck are these guys if they don't already know? For sure. Yeah, we uh, basically started filming our hunts back, I mean, in, when we were in high school, 10, 15 years ago, whatever it was, hard to keep track. But uh, started there. Jeremy had an idea. He's like, hey, let's just focus on YouTube. And if we would have done that sooner, we'd probably be a little bit further along. But basically, we're always going to video our hunts. It's a good way to relive it. So we've always we've always done it and uh, essentially just kind of started growing it from there. We have a good local following in South Dakota. There's not a lot of other guys doing it. Um We've invested a fair amount of money and equipment and whatnot to make it work, and we just go out and document everything but try to keep it real. We don't over-edit it. We're not trying to make a five-star movie. We just go out and show how it really is. That's my favorite um, thing about so you guys. So people can relate. Honestly. So. I, I think that what, what really started the whole thing was uh, we, we always kind of, like you said, filmed our hunts, but there was the um, – I shot that mule deer at three yards, and after that, we got that on film, and I think then we're kind of like, holy shit, that was cool. Let's, you know, try and do it again and and show everybody else because it's, you know, you do something like that, it's pretty rare and pretty cool. And yeah, absolutely. at that point, we kind of, we probably haven't stopped filming since that, that day. Yeah, it just kind of lit a fire. We filmed before that, but we didn't take it that serious, and that was kind of the one that's like, hey, let's hit this a little harder and get some microphone so it's not just all wind noise when it's blowing 45 <laughs> miles an hour on the prairie so that that we video very, very that green that video kind of lit the fire underneath your ass and to keep doing it yeah exactly exactly and since then we just i mean it's just like anyone anyone can relate a lot of people want to film but they're you know limited time you're like i'm not gonna not shoot something if it's not on film it's just one of those things we just it's kind of the normal for us we we just go out we video have a good time we don't take it too serious but we just video a lot so we have enough content to put something together every single hunt and don't get me wrong yeah, but, but videoing's a pain in the ass yeah it's a pain in the ass for sure i hate it i hate it yeah. <laughs> there's yeah, so many times we just want to put the camera down and 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 hunt oh, but, I bet. but you guys are comfortable about it like i've hunted with you guys a couple times like we've got to be really good friends over the years and and I know we've we've probably talked about this in detail about how we met and how we got to talk, you know, got to basically started talking to doing that elk hunt a couple of years ago to hunting antelope last year to set it up for camp again and just staying in. Re- uh, you guys are real good friends of mine, just staying in regular contact. Um, but you guys are like you you're good at what you do because you're you're comfortable with it. Like the way you film, like the cameras are part of your hunting equipment. You're not like forcing people to be awkward in front of a camera you're just filming casually and comfortably and you you have the camera with you like when i shot my antelope 
you know, me and Jeremy are up front and Travis is behind us with the camera. Just, it was just, it wasn't like the camera was in the way of what we were doing. The right. camera was just there. Yeah. And right. so you guys, you guys are kind of downplaying what you do. Um, I really do like your videos. I watch a few hunting shows. You, your guys' videos are in my top five for sure. Yes, absolutely. Because I do like the, how you said you film it comfortably and you're not overproduced. You're not trying to paint a picture of what's, what's not really there. You're not trying to make your guys – you're not trying to put yourselves on a pedestal like you guys are the best hunters of all time. You guys are showing it how it really can happen. So I think for a Midwestern guy or an Eastern listener that's into whitetails that's wanting to venture west, subscribe to the Buckstorm YouTube because you can watch some of these hunts, even though you know they're primarily South Dakota and that you guys have some hunts elsewhere and stuff like that, but – you kind of get a flavor on how to hunt elk, how to hunt mule deer, how to hunt antelope, how to... You, I get, mean, you get that feel for it. Yeah, you get the feel for it. You kind of understand what it takes to locate animals. And you guys just put it out in a very realistic way without putting lipstick on everything to where there's a lot of industry people out there. They got to make sure it's all edited like that person looks like the bad motherfucker and on right, the video right. when it's like, hey, right. come on, man. Which like, is a nice twist to have. Yeah. 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 It's not really yeah. the twist. That's the beautiful thing about it's just it. It's a real thing. It's just here it is. Yeah. So. In your face. Yeah, and we're not staging anything. We just video, like you said, we just video and you can always put it together. I mean, you got enough clips. Obviously, we trim a lot of stuff out, but there's. We show it how it really happened. If somebody makes a bad shot, we're going to show it because that's part of hunting. I mean, it's just part of it. Anyone that says it's not is lying. I mean, mm -hmm. you could be a world-class number one archery shot in the entire world, and you can still gut shoot a deer. Exactly. I mean, it's just part yeah. of it. And yeah. we've all been there, so. Yeah, absolutely. But show it how it is. I like the way Kurt put it. It, it, it uh, The camera's just kind of there. Like, we're, we, we don't put too much emphasis on the fact that we're filming like hey i know we're in the middle of a stock but you need to stop and tell the world what you're doing if we don't get that at the beginning it is what it is we kind of just go with it nice. we don't we don't i don't know i just i just like the way you put it where the camera's just it's a, it's like another one of one of us just happens to be there if it gets it then i guess we got lucky that time so yeah yep, yep for sure but you're, you're but not making it look like a camera you're making it look like you're through the eyes of the guy right behind That's you. the That is the better way of putting that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not there explaining, hey, this is what we're doing, this is what we're doing, but you're like, hey, it's just like you're talking to your buddy right behind you. Yep. Yeah, like a third-person view almost. You're a yep. buddy in camp that's on the stock. That's the camera. The POV, right. you know. The POV. What up? <laughs> what up? <laughs> we're all things uh, yeah. <laughs> So anyway, I, I, I knew you guys wouldn't say that for yourselves because you guys are humble and good dudes and, you know, little gay but we don't get into that but it, <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm kidding hey, I'm it kidding. is what it is you know <laughs> hey it is what it is jeremy said it best <laughs> a bunch of four inch goats for you Kurt. we're gonna go get <laughs> hey i'll shoot another one baby you know so when another it, one <laughs> when it's just you two guys yeah. when it's just you two guys it's like a flip of the coin who's videoing that day or how's it go you guys like uh no, we just some wrestle or something do whatever I don't. If we. I don't really understand how we do. We just kind of do it. We don't even really talk about it. Sometimes we uh, will be like, "Hey, you got first stock." Like depending on what we're hunting, antelope's pretty easy because like you go after one, we'll just take turns if it's just us going. But I want Jeremy to shoot a deer with his bow this year. So if we branch off and go deer hunting, whatever happens at camp with six of us there. He's probably going to have his bow in the hand 90% of the time, and I'll have the camera because he's a little overdue on killing something with his bow, just saying. Yeah. On a long dry spell. 
<laughs> just saying. So let, let's kind of take this turn here and let's talk about camp, and then and then we'll get to the sheep hunt and, and all that. But yeah, yeah. So we're non-residents, of course, so we can't hunt mule deer right now because they changed it a couple years ago. You can't hunt mule deer as a non-resident in South Dakota. Is that correct? Yeah, the, you can, but it doesn't open till October first. Okay, that's what I got mean. you. Why were there? Yeah, we got to apply. You got to apply by April first or April thirty first, probably the thirty first. But they they changed it all only about a year, two years ago, probably. So yeah, so they mixed it? it up. But go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, they uh, they basically used to be, it used to be like third week of September. They switched it to September one opener for deer. But when they did that, they made it resident only September one. So basically the residents have a whole month to hunt before non-residents are coming in. And I think the only reason that really happened is there's a couple of really, really popular areas in the state that draw the biggest crowds. And there was a lot of residents that were upset that they used to have this great hunting experience. And now they're just flooded with people, whether they're residents or non-residents. So they also issued some access permits. You got to apply for and get ahead of time and whatnot. But Essentially, they just made it where you got to do your homework in advance. You can't just say, hey, I'm going to go hunting and get a tag tomorrow. Right. Um, but it's still a really easy state to hunt. You can get a tag. Easy is guaranteed. You just have to make sure you meet the deadlines um, for archery seasons anyhow. Gotcha. Very so, cool. Cool. So yeah. while we're there, you know, Eric, Papa Dave, myself, we all have uh, antelope tags. So we're going to be chasing antelope. That's the only thing we can hunt. You guys have mule deer tags, and you guys are going to as hunt mule deer in the morning, meet back up with us? Yeah, more than likely we'll we'll just kind of go out because there's really no reason to be up at first light for antelope. They're out all day. So you guys can sleep in have a couple extra bush lattes at night. <laughs> Say less. You're talking my language now. <laughs> hey, what's up? Okay. Yeah. Noted. We could probably. Yep. Yeah, make sure you throw a couple extra 30-racks in, but uh, – We'll probably have just as many. We'll just have to fight it and get up a little earlier, but we'll probably just, we can shoot. It's any deer tag, so there's plenty of whitetails around too, so who knows? Shooting a whitetail from the ground is kind of fun. So uh, more than likely we'll just (laughs) hike in in a few miles, check out some public areas, and then we'll just meet up and grind it, get a couple ground blinds set up on water. It's been dry out here this year, so if there's a year to target water, this is the year. Yeah, get I want to get a, exactly. I want to get Papa Dave in the ground blind. Um, but what's cool is like you know all seven of us or six of us or whatever aren't going to be all crammed and and doing the same stock. Like we can split up and and kind of increase our opportunities and find goats that way and and kind of make it work. Exactly. So. Yeah, we'll split up into two groups. It'll just be better. I mean, part of the hunting just out in western South Dakota is you do a fair amount of driving and glassing from the pickup. Also, there's going to be times where we're going to want to hike out a couple miles and just check something out, you know. But it yeah. seems like one of the more effective ways is just to put the optics to use, for, even from the pickup, you know, hit an approach, and just pick apart a piece of public. You might find a goat bedded two miles away and just make a game plan and try to make it happen. But I love that, man. That that was to... my favorite thing. Like, we, we had so much fun last year that – because it seems like when we get together with you guys, by the end of camp, we're like, dude, we've had so much fun. What are we doing next year? 
And <laughs> yeah, and that's what we did last year. And I told Eric, and I told Eric and Doug, I'm like, you guys got to do this. And Eric's like, hey, I think let's do it. I can go with. Like, I'm in next year. And let's go. I, I've been telling them how much yeah. fun antelope hunting is because one, it's an inexpensive hunt. It's not that far of a drive. Like to get to Western Nebraska or South Dakota or Colorado or even Wyoming, it's kind of a jaunt, but they're there. It's fairly inexpensive. Right. Um, there's a lot of them, but it's really hard to get one. Yep. So unless, unless you're Kurt, you get one in the first second stock. It, it was. I'm not saying it was luck, but it was luck probably. But <laughs> it was. A, it was a fluke for sure. Better be lucky than good. But also, yeah, that's true with hunting. But also, it was kind of just a good scenario. Like we, it wasn't a huge go, and you guys were like, "He's not real big," and my dad's like, "Go for it," and that doesn't really interest me that much right now. And I'm like, "Okay." You know, right. like, don't got to talk me into it. <laughs> Twist and my arm. I, don't I was shooting it if you didn't, so. <laughs> right, that's a, that's what's cool. And I have that goat mounted, and I look at that thing every day and think about, like, how cool that what that hunt was, you know, because it was a second stock, and we just slipped in there. It was perfect. Like, we had the 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 perfect amount of gradual hill to make a shot over yep. it. And yep. we just it just worked out, man. Sometimes that's how it goes. I'm going to give you a little warning that, you know how much grass there was last year and, like, how much cover we had? I mean, a lot of those places we were able to sneak a lot better. Nothing. <laughs> There's not a lot this year, so we're just going to have to make do. We'll we'll figure it out. <laughs> we just got to get them bedded in the right spot. And But the good thing is we're actually hitting it about a week later than we did last year, so it'll be peak rut, peak antelope rut. They'll be chasing all over the place. And we got to get one decoyed so you can witness that because that is probably, besides the elk coming and bugling in your face at 30 yards, there's nothing else on this planet that's more, fills your body with more adrenaline than an antelope charging the decoy. I'm ready, man. So we got a decoy. Let's do it. I, I bought one so we'd have yep. an extra, and I know you guys got them. And Jeremy, does he, is your buddy going to let us borrow the hat and the suit? <laughs> I haven't talked to him yet. I told Travis we were gonna. I was gonna borrow it, and he didn't like the idea. But I. Oh, I like it. I, I was I, trying to figure out how you could anchor your bow without in the nose of that hat. I want to get wear a video sideways. of us wearing a dumbass hat on and kill a goat. I wanted to buy one last year. Do you remember that? I do. Oh yeah, that's right. It's so. I don't. For our listeners that don't know, or Eric, you might not even know what we're talking hey, about. Hey, if I can kill a goat, I'll put a goddamn clown suit on. I don't care. <laughs> It's, That's pretty much what this is. It, it's, it's, go ahead Perfect. and explain it. I'll let you guys explain it. You uh, so there's a company. I couldn't tell you what the company is. Heads up decoys. Is that make it? Like a, yeah, I think so. I think so. They make a styrofoam. It's like a styrofoam, but like semi-detailed antelope head that you put on your head as a hat. So if you're like peeking up to see something, an antelope would think that you're another antelope looking at them. Also, they make like a full suit you can wear. <laughs> This like painted like or like shirt and pants you can wear. Some people wear a white shirt and like color it with, I don't know, not for me. Who doesn't want to wear that? You know what? Do they works, do they do, it, do they make care. like the two person one like the old horse costume? <laughs> Dude, for yes, the two person one. That would be it. That'd be the move. <laughs> Who's gonna be we the can, ass? We can work something out. Who's gonna be hey, the ass? That's we the question. We should make one of those, and you guys can just walk across the prairie while the person with the bow stalks behind you. Just don't shoot the guy was, in the mat. In, in the costume. You guys wear it. The animals oh, yeah. like damn, it's a thick ass girl over there. <laughs> <laughs> it's a thick ass boy. Get a six person one. 
<laughs> yeah, six person one. Just it's a human centipede <laughs> antelope. It's a limousine <laughs> antelope. Herd's coming. Yeah, the whole herd. They're like, <laughs> well, what about? Did the cow decoys work? The, like the big. Like, yeah, they work. Uh, the biggest thing I've run into is depending on you can get like a. I think Montana decoys make a cow cut out one, but those are a little lighter. But it's always so windy. Like there's very few days on the prairie without at least a twenty to thirty mile an hour wind. So you get like a big piece of, I mean, essentially a lot of guys just make one out of plywood. Oh, well, so it's you get rigid. 30 mile an hour wind, you could take off. I mean, <laughs> might go flying. So <laughs> like that's the kite. biggest battle is fighting the wind, but it does work. I've seen it. I mean, some guys hunt them with horses too, or they'll just like walk next to their horse. But I, uh, I've never actually had success doing a cow decoy. I've used one a few times. I've got close. But I know in the right scenario, it can work for sure. So do I need – I have a little quarter-inch sheet of plywood here. Do I need to cut out a cow? Yeah, you know, just bring Doris. Oh, Doris. I mean, if you do, make Happy. it a calf at least. Okay. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? I could like cut some handles in it. Spray paint it black. No, could you imagine though, if we all had these suits we're talking about and we just have a herd of animals you know, going across? <laughs> That would be hilarious. Just six of us out there. Left foot, right foot. No, we all have our own suit. We all have our own suit. Just run around. It's just a herd of antelope out there. There's somebody stopping on the highway. They're like, look at them guys. (laughs) They can clearly tell we're humans. uh, (laughs) I think one of the most uh, effective decoys, uh, we have a decoy that attaches to your bow that you can shoot through so if it's not too windy if you practice with it and make sure it doesn't screw up your shot too much you have the opportunity at least if you're like let's say you're 70 yards and you're not comfortable taking that shot and you want to get to 50 you can be at full draw walking at that animal with that decoy on your bow and be ready to shoot instead of having to draw that's the negative part of those suits at some point, you got to pop up and look like this goofy standing upright antelope to shoot. So I don't know. I don't know. I've never really used one, but well, if we can we're get just it, we're just gonna we... give her a whirl. We're gonna try it all. Yeah, let's try. I'm fucking a... wing it. That's the fun thing about it is, you know, it's it's a lot of glassing, it's a lot of looking, it's a lot of driving, but it's action when you get it. Like right, it's it's more action than any other hunt that I've experienced. Oh yeah, it's oh, yeah. constant. How many stocks did we go on last year total? It it's crazy. Papa Dave had three goats jump the string. I went on, you know. Yeah. I mean, I went on. I shot mine on the second one in a row. We went well, on we two. Aren't, we aren't counting you. Yeah, that, I got lucky. <laughs> yeah, I bet we did twenty. Yeah, easy twenty, easy. So we'll just have and to I alternate know, opportunity, I guess. Yep. The nice thing is, if you get one in like a sneakable spot, a lot of times you. uh if it if it blows up, you're probably not going to get another chance at that one for a while. I mean, they're the fastest animal ever, so you're like, oh, they're spooked. They just went over that hill. Let's walk up that hill and see where they went. You get to the top of the hill, and they're a mile and a half away. They're 14 already, miles so at like, the gas station. But that's also the cool thing about yeah. them, right? It's because the bar already. if you sit in the ground blind you put a decoy out, you might not see nothing, but next thing you know, you got one at 20 yards. Exactly. Yeah, that's a really effective way to do it. Especially if you can find a pasture that has antelope in it that only has one, maybe two water holes. Um, if they have like ten water holes to choose from and they don't feel right about it, they'll just go to the next one. But yeah, if they're they, kind of limited because they they don't like crossing fences all that much unless they can go underneath the fence easy. But 
But like the old saying is, they got they got to drink eventually, right? Exactly. Do you guys remember that goat that we? I'm I'm gonna have a hard time explaining this. It was more towards shitbag. Not shit. Oh, I remember shitbag. I was telling Eric about shit. Is shitbag still in that area, Travis? I know you scouted there the other day. I did not see him, but there was a good one. I don't think it was him, but there was one that was bigger than he was. Uh, just on the private, not too far from there, but with the rut kicking in, I mean, he could definitely end up back in there. Ooh, because I know where shitbag lived, there was some water. Yep. Yep. So we'll have to uh, what the map that out. Shitbag, yeah, we made. He's thirsty. He was the first goat we stocked <laughs> on the trip, and then he was the last goat we stocked on that trip. So yep. put a couple straws out there, make it easier for him. Hey, there you go. We'll see. We'll see. Cra- crazy straws. <laughs> put a crazy straw out there. <laughs> yes. We'll see. I know. I'd be willing to bet. Go ahead. Somebody probably killed him opening day of rifle season, more than likely where he was hanging out. But who knows? Yeah, he was for a rifle. That was a chip shot. He probably got mm-hmm. shot from the road. Out. Yeah, probably could have. And it's South Dakota, so I wouldn't put it past some people. Probably got shot off the old mirror. <laughs> yeah. The old, <laughs> the old mirror rest. The old toe mirror. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's a shame. That's old, a shame. The old mirror stand. <laughs> R.I.P. shitbag. <laughs> yep. Maybe he's there. Maybe we'll find him. Who knows? He'll be giant if he's still alive. So. Yeah, well, there's one bigger. Maybe it is him, you know? Mm-hmm. We'll just call it. We'll just name them that. Yeah. If they're in that field, their the name shitbag. Mediocre <laughs> yeah. goat we see in there is shitbag. Yeah, <laughs> mediocre goat for sure. Well, we're we're looking forward to the hunt. I'm excited, man. I can't wait to get out there and meet meet you guys for the first time. Yeah, I've been telling I've been telling the working class crew how awesome of a group you guys are. But this is a perfect time to plug the Nebraska show in January. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Because absolutely, we're gonna be there. Yeah, you're going to be our booth neighbors. Hell yeah. Yep. Do you guys book your hotel? Well, not yet. <laughs> that, better, was, that was on me, and I didn't do that. I'd probably get on that. Better get on that, yeah, for sure. I heard um, you guys are supplying the beer, too. Yeah, that's what I heard. We might just bring the latte lounge down and just <laughs> there camp in the parking lot. There <laughs> yeah. You go. There you go. That's awesome. <laughs> we'll just pull it right in the show and put it in our booth. Let's do this. Shit. For any listeners, because I think, I honestly think, as of right now, that Nebraska show might be the only trade show going on. Going on. So come out and hang out with us in Buckstorm Crew. We're going to be drinking beer and partying up at when the Nebraska show. Second week of January. It's a weekend after ATA show. Um, and then we, we should just have a tailgate party in the hotel parking lot. Social yeah, distance. Well, if it's like last year where there's a goddamn snowstorm where we got like four inches of snow. And not a damn place yeah, to drink we'll beer. Still, we'll still party in the parking lot. We'll yeah, be there. Yep. Yep. So we'll be there. Come hang out with us and Buckstrom Crew and uh, Nebraska show, Lincoln, Nebraska. Um, so you guys just went on the sheep hunt. Let's talk about this. Yeah. So uh, long, long story, somewhat short. The uh, a good friend of ours, Justin at Bach Taxidermy, Watertown, South Dakota. He uh, he mounted Jeremy's elk and my mountain lion. Phenomenal job. I'd put him up against anybody as far as taxidermy goes, but that's out here. Nonetheless, he also tans through Old Barn. Oh, that's right. See, I mentioned that in the beginning, that your taxidermist might work with Old Barn. Yep, and he does, and he does an awesome job. But anyhow, a good friend of ours, a good friend of his, and also his cousin Seth's boss, Marty pulls a sheep tag. And just to put it in perspective, in the state of South Dakota, 
Um, in the unit we were hunting, there's three sheep tags. That's the most sheep tags that are available in any unit in South Dakota. Really? Uh, like the whole state is tags. three units? Well, the whole oh, state is, I think there's seven or eight total for, between all the other units. Um, or maybe there's six. There's either six or seven, eight, something like that. But Not enough. <laughs> not enough. But the uh, long story short, there's probably somewhere in the ballpark of, I don't know, 8,000, 10,000, maybe even more applicants for bighorn sheep in South Dakota. And there's, let's say there's eight tags. So eight guys out of 10,000 get a tag. Why, so, why so is that? Yeah, not to cut you off, is there not that many of them out there? Or like, what's, why is there only eight tags? They're, issued? they're really disease prone. So what happens is they get these herds up and then, uh, they come in contact with like uh, domestic sheep or goats, and they carry a strain of pneumonia that's 100% lethal in bighorn sheep. So if they come in contact with a domestic sheep or goat, they're pretty much guaranteed to die. Damn. Um, it's it's bad, but you can't tell like a landowner, hey, you can't have sheep, you can't have goats on their land, you know. So it's been tough. Okay. The there used to be more tags. Um, there was fewer units, but there was more tags in the units that there was sheep in but it's just like a never-ending battle the population fluctuates so much and anyhow he it, uh, so let me ask is it kind of tag. a this might not be as common as a thing is but is it sort of looked and I, I might be out of stretch here and you might not know because <laughs> hearing that in my eyes like i would see sheep farmers and be like man fuck you just get normal animals <laughs> like a cow or something yeah, hey pal, go piss up a rope do you know what we, i mean we ran into one we ran into a landowner that um, the very first thing I did was type this place we went. I typed it in. It's called Elk Mountain. I typed in Elk Mountain Bighorn Sheep. Very first thing that popped up was um, a landowner that was pissed off about the sheep, and this was a couple of years back. So, and and he, I think he, we found out by talking to him while we were down there. He he owns sheep, and I think that's kind of why he was real upset with the whole situation. But yeah, and there's a little dilemma too surrounding if they were ever native out here or not. And, well, not, but regardless, hmm. there's some really big sheep in South Dakota. The biggest sheep ever killed in the entire world was killed in South Dakota two years ago. With I remember that. Jeremy sent you, you guys it's had that huge. at your dealership, your Dodge dealership, which is ironic. Yeah, they did the panel scoring there. Um, one of our good customers called me up and said, Hey, you got somewhere we can score the sheep? And I was like, Uh, fuck yeah, we do. <laughs> so, fucking I'll fucking find one. <laughs> It was cool just to hold that and see it, and I think there's a couple running around out in that same unit where he shot that one that are probably just as big. But no he draws his tag, and now is that is that a resident only tag? A, like only residents can yes. apply for that? Yeah. Okay. Yes, it is. Okay. Um, they also do an auction tag every year to raise money uh, for conservation, and it brings. Usually right around a hundred thousand dollars every Holy year. Holy shit! Yo, Kurt, let's buy one. I've heard them going for three hundred fifty thousand <laughs> before. Sheep tags. Yeah, it goes for a lot of money, and there's a lot of different auction tags around the country. But the one out here, I think, usually brings between eighty and I don't know what the highest is ever brought is, but it's a uh, people pay for it. But they're not they're not afraid. Well, it's kind of like. Yeah, that's a lot of money, and that sucks. But if there's that few, if someone can spend that money and it goes to conservation, it's kind of hard to complain about that. 
If you can do it, why not? Right, exactly. Right. If I had the yeah, coin, I would never complain about. It. I think it's awesome. If I had the cash to do it, I would do it in a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah, for like, sure. Give me these, a bitty number just right now. Just walk in, fuck these guys, and just throw the number out <laughs> right away. Eighty grand. Yeah, ninety-five. Just leave your hand in the air until yeah. it's over. Just never <laughs> fucking put it beat down. it, losers. Yeah. <laughs> Kick rocks. I'll kid. be here all night. I'm good shit. You like, and if Buckstorm <laughs> comes with me, you got to take ten grand off the price because I got to deal with those. The now, nah, right, I won't say what I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just drinking bush light and been on a a sheep hunt. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say something about yeah. modern times. You know, you just can't speak the same language we used to speak five years ago on the podcast. Oh yeah. Jesus! Times have changed. Times have changed. We don't want to get canceled. You know. Cancel culture. People are getting too sensitive. Canceled. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, so your buddy. <laughs> see, anyway. See, just move past it. Yeah, canceled. <laughs> that's right. We're scared of it. No, we're not scared of it. The hunting community should be a little more put together than that. Um, so it's it. your buddy wins the lottery. Because I remember that, that guy was hunting sort of. We, we ran into him antelope hunting last year, right? Uh, yep. The, the taxidermist, yeah. He's yep. not the one who won the tag. Oh, okay, okay. But he, he's kind of our connection to being able to go on this because he's friends with the guy that had the tag. But, yeah, we did run into him last year. Okay, yep. okay. And right. they might be up around there this year, too. We might run into him again. But uh, Marty draws this tag, good friend of Justin's. Uh, me and Jeremy went out scouting quite a bit. We put some cameras up. Um, it's in an area that's kind of known for camera theft. And I don't know, I don't think it's just hunters. I think there's, like, a lot of sheep lovers that run that country. Yeah. And they, Antis, uh, <laughs> sheep fuckers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> oh, sheep fuckers up the there. Velcro, the Velcro glove community, but anyhow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's a that's a joke that we, we always say. Anyhow, uh, we had a camera stolen. And then we had another camera that somebody literally took a, like, pink rag. You could tell they weren't a hunter because they didn't even shut it off. They just put a pink rag over it, some, like, earplug with cord on them, tied it around our camera so it couldn't take pictures. Well, there was already pictures on the chip. They didn't think to try to open it and take the chip or anything. Which is cool. But, I think, I, I, think but, I saw uh, you post that. I was like, what the, who does that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Had to have been a sheep lover that doesn't want us killing them or something. I don't know what it was, but anyhow, we decided to take them down because their sheep are really, um, they move a lot. Like, they'll summer in an area, and then all the females hang out in a different area. And as the year goes on, the rut is usually like November, um, sometimes late October, November, into early December. They'll move, and they kind of move um, already, like coming where we were scouting uh, we didn't see many sheep when we went back out there. They had kind of all slid a few miles south. So it's more just to see what's out there. But we took all our cameras down because we were like, we're not going to donate anymore. And uh, we just scouted a little bit. The biggest key to scouting was we knew was going to be the first couple days before season. So Jeremy and uh, Marty, Seth, Justin, all of them went out. I was stuck at work, of course, and uh, – Something's wrong with this picture. His boss gets stuck at work. <laughs> yeah. For the record, Jeremy works for me. But I uh He's your bitch. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Am I gonna make that public? Hey, easy. Well come on, man. <laughs> but we uh they went down, they scouted for a couple of days, they saw a bunch of sheep, a couple pretty good rams. We just weren't really seeing the quality of sheep that we had hoped to. And uh 
I came down the night before season. I finally got down there, and I'm like, hey, I'm going to go scout up north because they hadn't seen any sheep up north. Everybody you talked to said there's no sheep up north. I'm like, well, where am I going to go? I'm going to go up north. So I went up north, and I just sat down and started glassing, and sure as shit, I find a single big ram from like a mile and a half. I didn't know how good he was, so got around on him, realized he was a dang good one, probably the biggest sheep in that unit more than likely to my knowledge he's actually the biggest sheep that's ever been killed in that unit but the uh we i watched him till dark he wasn't going anywhere he was just chilling so we thought i went back showed all the guys the footage and we thought that we had kind of a home run plan for the next day and we uh went back to camp had some beers went to bed got in there real early and we glassed and we glassed and we glassed and we could not find him anywhere. We got too cocky. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. We, all you guys are doing your homework, over, though. But... You know what I mean? You guys are doing your homework. Like, that's what anybody would do, right? Yeah. Absolutely. And especially for a tag like that. And there was some other hunters. Like, there's three <clears throat> tags, but everybody's kind of hunting the same area because the majority of the sheep are in the same area. So that kind of made it tricky and they were kind of nervous because there was both the other hunters were down there where they had been scouting the first couple days so when i found that sheep it kind of opened up a world of opportunity i didn't see a single person up there nobody knew he was there we were like we're gonna have this to ourselves at least we thought so and we ended up glassing all morning we moved around in the same valley i mean it's big big country so it's not like you can just sit down and glass for 20 minutes we ended up glassing for six hours um, before we decided to go get lunch. And if you've never done that, it's like it's super exhausting sitting and staring at binoculars for six hours straight. It's a long it time. Takes a toll on your eyeballs, man. Easy. Oh, it's bad. Like literally, we're glassing for one sheep, and I'm confident there was only one sheep in that whole canyon, and that's the one we were after. Which we we were cool with that because we he was all alone so we knew we'd have a lot better chance of killing him if we could find him we just had to find him so we went back to camp had some beers or not we didn't have beers we had beers the night before i guess it was daytime we took a nap had some breakfast we literally go back out and decide to split up jeremy and justin were going to glass the east face that we couldn't really cover all of in the, that morning we were going to go back up and just sit in that canyon until dark if we had to and wait. And Justin literally, they stop from the pickup. They're glassing like a mile away on the side hill, and he spots them within 30 seconds of them stopping the pickup after glassing all morning. No kidding. That just and pissing you your Cheerios, kind of. Like, <laughs> you go from a super low to a super high like instantly. I mean, we've been looking for him right. all damn day. And, and we went to bed thinking we're going to wake up and it's going to be a slam dunk. And then right, right. The, so, just as the day goes, you're like just getting crushed. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, you go to bed, you, you located one, you go back and then your, your expectation just fall and your hopes could fall. And you're, it, I, dude, I can imagine yeah. that feeling, you know, I, I mean, I've, I feel and like we, I've had that, that kind of not to that level of like winning the lottery type tag, no. but you have a certain expectation right. you go hunting and that kind of lets you down. Um, the guy who spotted this, the sheep the next or it'd be later that day right um is he known for being a guy that has a good eye for stuff like that or was it like 
it just kind of felt like fate, like it fell into it. Do you know what I mean? Well, he's a flatlander, so he's a flatlander. <laughs> so it was fate. I'll give it to him. He he goes out and glasses like he just killed a really nice 155 inch four by four whitetail with his bow the other day. Is that that big eight you sent me, Jeremy? Him. Yep. Oh, awesome. Yeah. yeah okay. Add respect for that one. Eight. The the thing about the way it was, we the that whole face was just 100 percent sun, and it was pretty warm out. I don't know what the temperature was. It was probably almost 80. And there was big rocks on the side hill. So the only place you're looking is in the shade. And there really wasn't a ton of shade. And he just happened to look at, like, the biggest rock on the side hill, and there he was. So, I I mean, anybody probably could have done it, but, it, you know, it's just <laughs> – like, He just happened to do it. Just shit on all this guy's credit. He's going to listen to this podcast and be like, man, I mean, they're going to give me credit. I'm the man. I found that, that sheep. And then I'm just like, tell me about this guy. Did he get lucky? And then he's just like, damn he it, gets, it all went down. Yeah. He found the one he shade spot him. and looked. He gets all the credit. He gets all the credit, but it's just – Okay, it, nice save. Real good friends. <laughs> Why do you got to do that to me, man? We're not telling about this. Yeah. Hey, don't well, listen to that podcast. We dropped the ball. Give, yes. Everyone was trying to give me credit for finding him the night before, and I'm like, I don't even want credit. I just want to go kill him. Like, right. I don't care. I don't need credit. I, I could care less if I ever even saw him. And it just worked out really good. It was just super cool how it went down. And literally where he was laying, we could have never seen him from where we were glassing that morning. That's why we couldn't find him. Well, we had to go park on top of the mountain because it's kind of a landlocked area with private land bordering it. And the wind was pretty bad, and we were a little nervous. So we decided to err on the side of caution. It was like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. We had all afternoon. So we literally dove off the mountain, dropped a 1,000 feet in elevation, had to hike back up just to get the wind right, probably 400 feet or so, got into position, and we took our time. It was ended up being a 373-yard shot well, with a damn. pretty good crosswind. But Marty's is dead eye so we weren't too worried about it and he smoked him it was it wasn't a bow hunt but a once in a lifetime hunt like that plus marty's in his 50s i think i hope <laughs> 70 yards out with his bow <laughs> yeah he arched it in there but yeah it was it was super cool um check out the video it's on our it tells the story better than we can but uh, yeah. By the way, I want to give credit really to that video. There, so. I, I finally did watch the whole thing. I don't know if I ever told you guys that I finished the whole video the other oh, night. Damn time! And uh, <laughs> hey, I, I was messaging. I was like, when you're watching the kiddos, it's hard to it's hard to get through a whole video. So I watched it. I watched it in like ten minute increments. Oh, well, then I cut back and just watched the thing whole, all the way through. And the way you guys told the story is kind of the way you paint the whole picture on on the video. But it's cool to it was cool to watch. I like the build up of it because. Travis, when you spotted that sheep moving through, because you're, you're by yourself and you see this big-ass sheep, and I'm kind of like having the same feelings for you while you're watching the sheep. It's, and then he beds down, and it's like, man, hopefully he doesn't leave. So then you kind of like have that <laughs> anticipation when you guys go back. like You kind of feel a little bit of that. So it, it was cool, and it was neat to see the shot and how excited everybody was. That's like my favorite part of it. Great like, video, man. The emotional part oh, of it. Oh, yeah. And it was just cool. I missed the shot. That was that was kind of shitty. <laughs> yeah, we left Jeremy down below to spot just in case he happened to get up and move um, so we could meet back up and make a new game plan. And plus, we probably didn't really need five guys trying to sneak on this 
world class sheep. <laughs> it's a smart so, move. It's a smart move. You didn't have your sheep suit yeah. on that day. What? <laughs> I was watching through the spotter, and I could tell they were about to shoot. And here comes the landowner that lives right next to him, and, and on side by side. And I already knew this was the guy that hates sheep. I didn't know if he hated hunters, so I was shitting bricks, trying to talk to this guy, knowing that if I'm nice to him and he likes me, he's going to give us access to get in there to get the sheep. And so he wants to tell me his life story. He's shitting on the game fish, how much he hates what they're doing <laughs> to him and all this stuff. And I'm trying to be nice to this guy all the while, trying to watch them shoot this sheep. He's doing the, yeah, 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 yeah. Cool, yeah, man. And I, and I didn't want to ignore him. Well, I ended up missing the shot. And then finally I was like, all right, looks like they shot him. Do you mind if we go ahead and drive across your pasture and get him? And he, he ended up being really nice. but Yeah, he was super cool. And Jeremy's the real MVP because if, if we wouldn't have got access, we would have literally had to pack him uphill 600 feet. I took one for the team. I was doing it, but 600 feet in a short amount of time. Like, it's not like a gradual 600 feet. It's straight up and down. That's the one time it's acceptable to turn from, like, a hardcore sheep hunter, Jeremy, to being an Instagram hoe, like, instantly. Like, (laughs) you're down there, like, showing cleavage and, like, blinking at them all slow. Like, flipping your hair. Can we cut across your pasture? It's a long hike down. (laughs) Those boys are going to be tired. He was he was telling me about the history of his place there, how he's a third generation or whatever, and I was like super interested. Like, tell me all about it. I'll I'll listen to everything. What Literally, kind of combine did your dad have? <laughs> <laughs> Asking about shit you don't give a fuck about. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what I did. Hey, but uh, it all worked <laughs> out, didn't aside, it? Absolutely, it go all ahead. worked out, and. It worked out real good that he let us go in there because we were able. It was still super steep, but we were able to pack him straight downhill, and it was awesome. Uh, that's pretty much it. I mean, the video tells the story, like you said, a lot better than you can really put into words. But it's really surreal because most people don't even get to ever go experience a bighorn sheep hunt, right? And just to to do that and to kill the biggest sheep that's ever been killed in that unit is just pretty uh, pretty insane that it went down that way. And the only sheep that's ever been killed in that area of that unit, because they're never up in that north end, but this ram was probably eight, nine years old, just old and lazy, and they're not rutting right now. So he's like, I'm just staying here. I ain't going south till the – he knows. He's smart. I'm going right. to wait till the ladies are ready before I head down. Yeah. No, that's really cool, man. Like, you guys did your homework, and I'm sure – the hunter who who got got the sheep is so thankful for you guys for d- putting in the work for that. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, super good dude too. Yeah. He's just an awesome class act guy. And just to put in perspective how lucky this guy is, the same guy drew archery elk tag in South Dakota this year, and he's actually out hunting right now. I'm actually hoping to get a text from him yet tonight that says, "Hey, get your packs ready." <laughs> no kidding, because I know he's sitting in a sitting on a wallow. Where we, I have a trail camera that has had some good bulls on it. So, so I'm hoping to get a text and go get a little sore before sheep camp or <laughs> goat camp. So what's cool about you guys take your own time, your own vacation time to help other hunters. Like you guys are, you don't have to take a week off to go hunt with us. Well, and that kind of comes into my question. Like this guy that that shot the sheep, was he like a really good friend of yours, or was he like kind of a guy you kind of knew? And he's like, hey, can you come videotape this because it's like a 
once-in-a-lifetime chance yeah. of me shooting right. a sheep. We never we never met the guy until I uh, was down there Monday, the, the day before the hunt. We talked to him in, on text and, and stuff like that. But We, we felt never... like we kind of knew him, but we were good friends. We're good friends with Justin, Justin's cousin Seth's. This Marty's actually Seth's boss and good friends of Justin, too. So they they were good friends. So kind of a friend of a friend deal. But that's how you that's the cool thing about like diehard hunters. And he's no like he's a big time hunter. He's killed a lot of really nice animals with his bow. Um, he's a big he shoots big whitetails. I mean, that's what they do in that country, because eastern South Dakota is kind of more comparable, comparable to like what you guys do, you know, down in the crop country with the timber groves and whatever it's it's more like that whereas western south dakota is the plains and different style of hunting right so it's he's not like a guy that never hunts that drew this tag and went out and he busted his butt i mean he stuck right with us he's got a bad knee he didn't ever say a word about it hurting him he just kept on grinding and he's out here now grinding trying to kill elk with his bow so just a super good dude it's cool the connections you make through hunting. I mean, like meeting you guys, meeting a lot of people we've met over the years and they become your good friends just by, I mean, taking, going on a hunt together and you can always tell if somebody's a good dude. Oh, right. And yeah. I, I think that like just talking to you guys now, I think we're going to get along great and oh, yeah. camp and joke around and bullshit and for sure drink some beers. Oh yeah, for sure. That's, I mean, that's part of the, that's one of the best things is camp. Oh, that is. It, the best oh, it really is. We're going to have a blast, man. I, Right when the boys got here, I got a uh, bear barbecue primed up for camp, and I know you guys are going to bring out uh, sheep brats, right? Yeah, Marty brought us some sheep brats. We'll Don't let me down. I want to try one of those. And, oh, yeah, those are in the safety zone in my freezer. If anyone touches them, they die. <laughs> Is it safe wow. to say that's the only time I'll ever eat those in my life? Yes. More than likely, unless one of us gets really lucky and draws another sheep tag or something one of these years. Dude, if that happens, I will take vacation time to come out to just, I'll film it, whatever, whatever you want. like (laughs) Just to be there in the moment. Just to be there, because after watching the the video and then, like, hearing you guys talk about it, you'll never experience that again, you know, or especially a guy from Illinois will never, ever experience that. Like, there's no chance. Yeah, unless you got 25 grand sitting around. No, I don't yet. Oh, yeah. Well, here's another yeah. here's another here's another <laughs> question. Lot, like, <laughs> he shot it with a rifle. Is there an archery tag for that? It's an any weapon tag. Oh, it is. Okay, you probably don't do archery though, yeah, right? So, I mean, that's scary. Once the, a lifetime, I think he probably would have tried to use his bow, but he had an archery elk tag too. So he's like kind of okay, juggling, yeah. like, "Hey, I got both these tags. Plus, it's big country, and if he." If he busted it and ended up like ripping his knee or something on a sheep hunt, then not even be able to elk hunt. I think it was more of a, you know what? Let's go. I drew this tag. I want to make sure I have a good chance at making an ethical shot. And they're not easy to get close to. I mean, they're they're not as spooky as a deer, but they're no dummies. I mean, they get hunted, especially in that unit, a fair amount. So uh, the way the, where that one was bedded, it might have been possible to sneak in there with a the bow. Um, there was another guy that killed one with a bow here in the unit that borders us. Just an absolute giant. The s- same day that we killed ours, we were actually going to go help him pack it out, but we were busy packing <laughs> ours out, so we never got a chance to. But it's just a, 
he just chose to use a rifle mainly, I think, because he had that archery elk tagger. He probably would have used his bow. Yeah, I can understand that 100%. Yeah. Like, it, I don't look down on anybody for shooting a rifle. Right. And it's so mind-blowing kind of so mind to me that you guys, in your state, you have so many species to hunt. I want to move there, man. Let's move to South Dakota and run the podcast Like, it's crazy. I got to get up at on, midnight Dude, to crazy. buy a doe tag for whitetails. And, like, you guys are – you have so many species that you can – apply for tags or you can just get tags over the counter it's, it's let's, insane let's move the podcast center state south dakota get, we can get the white tails eastern state and we can hit everything else on the western side of the state of the river let's do it it really is like a hidden gem i mean from the outside looking in like elk hunting and stuff the opportunity doesn't exist for non-residents so it's there's no non-resident elk tags there's no non-resident like mountain goat or bighorn sheep tags uh none of that it's all resident only because we don't have the population to support all these tags. Yeah, yeah, but that makes sense. From a deer hunting and antelope hunting perspective, it's it's really a great state. I mean, even as a non-resident, it's a great state to come hunt, and it's easy. There's a ton of public land. It's easy to get tags if you do your homework. I mean, anybody can go on Onyx and just like look at a unit, be like, hmm. There's got to be antelope there. I mean, look at all that public land you have, and some of it you got to hike into. I mean, it's there's like five, six, seven mile deep tracks of public land where the only way you Huge. can get there is to put the boots on. You know. Yeah, and I like doing that, but man. We we, we found and, goats doing that. You know, that's we we yeah. hiked in and be like, oh shit, there's antelope hiding back here. You know, and it was ninety degrees that day. Oh, I yeah, know. That's what we do with deer all the time with deer. I mean. You can take a little piece that doesn't even look that good, but it goes like three miles back in there. They have just a false sense of security back there. Most people are lazy. They just don't get out of the truck. They just glass from the truck. They don't go there. Right. You get back in there, it might just be a flat, nothing field, and you could find a 200-inch mule deer bedded up in there. Really? You just never know. That's beautiful. So, so what big game species does South Dakota offer? For non-residents uh, and residents, break it down. Yeah, so for resident only out here in the Black Hills, there's over a million acres of public land. I mean, basically our backyard is 99.9% public land. It's just public everywhere you go. I mean, you still got to keep an eye. There's a few small private tracks, but nobody owns much. And in the Black Hills, um, there's whitetail, there's mule deer, there's bighorn sheep, mountain goat, elk. Mountain kitties. Uh, mountain lions. And then as you expand to the like to the east and out on the prairie, not too far from here, uh, antelope, there's a big-time mix of mule deer and whitetail in western South Dakota. And then as you get into eastern South Dakota, it's primarily whitetail, and it's more crop, crop ground. So usually the bigger whitetail, not always. There's some big ones that get shot out west too, but there's some really big whitetails that get shot out east every single year. So you're talking um, seven species country, of different so. things that you guys have the capable of shooting. Yeah, on the big game side. Jeez. I'm telling you, the podcast ever moves. If we relocate, we're going to South Dakota. <laughs> we're going center yeah. state. We're going to live on the river, and we're going to just Yo, come I back I can sell forth. some trucks. You guys hiring or what? Dude, that's what I, I texted him the other day, and I said, hire me. I'm moving. Let's go. If I can't sell them, I can work on them. That's fine. I don't give hey. a shit. Eric well, alone. the good thing is I can always create a spot. <laughs> Whoa, come on. <laughs> I'd rather wrench on shit than sell shit, so I'll wrench on shit. Eric, I've got, got a lot of kids to feed. I'll be a, I'll be a yeah. salesman. 
Yeah, there you go. Douglas, do the sales. The Eric sales will be man. your like your lead welder, and I'll be the, just the wrench junkie. I'll just loosen and tighten bolts all day. <laughs> Love it. Boy, you guys come out here. I've lived out here my whole life. I could find you a job. We'll find you a job. If you want to move out here, there's plenty of jobs out here. It's, I know there's a lot of welding jobs in South Dakota out there. Hey, give us two years. We're trying to we're trying to this pot, we're getting ready to dive deep, boys. Just a little sneak peek for our listeners. We're about to dive deep. Give us a couple of years. We'll be in South Dakota. Yes. <laughs> Love it. We're mo- we moving. When will we move? We- hey, we're like Joe Rogan going from California to Texas. We're going Illinois to South Dakota. <laughs> Can I still be an Iowa resident? <laughs> yes. Though? Dude, you won't need to be. Yeah, that's true. They got bush light in South Dakota. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yes. You're right. You're right. That's the only thing holding me back. Eric, we could hunt elk. <laughs> Dude, they got mule deer. Whitetail, they're there. Goats, sheep. One and you know we win the lottery, hunt some sheep. Well, we can afford that. We'll podcast will pay for it. We'll buy one. <laughs> Support us on Patreon. <laughs> we have our hundred thousand dollar membership. Yeah, you get to go on a sheep hunt with us and watch me kill one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get to watch us yeah. kill a sheep with your money. <laughs> That's brilliant. Hey, it's a great business plan. Yeah, we might need to talk off the air and put some little uh, business scheme together here. It's a lifetime deal. Going. We might be sheep hunting every year. Listen, I got ideas. I got ideas for production here that we we're going to move to South Dakota in two years. Buckstorm will just be like a frequent guest, and you'll just you'll be our personal guides, and we'll pay you. If you're going to buy a ramp pickup, go to these guys because you want dr- fly across the state. They don't give a shit. Yeah, across the country, they're buying giving them. them away over there. <laughs> yeah. Cheap, absolutely, exactly, and we we'll deliver them too. You don't even have to come get it as long as you don't need to see it first. I mean, is that really is that true? Jeremy, so. Oh yeah, we just need that Ram sponsorship. You know what's up? Hey, yeah, that's a good idea. Just, That'd be all right. I mean, we did just shoot a Ram on that hunt, so I mean, it's only fitting. Let's that's talk after saying. the podcast because I'm I'm sure you guys are wanting to fork out a couple of trucks, so. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> I drive an Azuzu exactly. now. I'll dr- I gladly drive a fucking Ram pickup. It's a Rodeo, right? Rodeo, yep. Yeah. Azuzu Rodeo, <laughs> yes. real Very, nice unit. Nothing wrong with that. Hell no. Looks well, really good with the beer is, on top. You're gonna be out here, so drive a couple vehicles out. We'll send you home in a couple new ones. <laughs> there we Just go. Just kidding. We don't have time for that. We're hunting. Yeah, we're hunting. I will gladly drive my Rodeo out with 240 thousand miles if you. Give me a new one. A fair trade. Fair trade. Straight up. Straight up. <laughs> straight across. I love it. I want to make sure you get here to hunt with us, so I don't know if we should risk that. It's, it's worth about $45. Probably at this point, yeah. <laughs> you got a leaky hey, at windshield. Least you understand that. Most people don't. <laughs> well, I get it. Well, we're bringing the podcast trailer out. It's going to be a mobile bill, billboard across Interstate 80, and uh, we're going for it. So, I love it. Looking forward to it. Literally, It'll be a great time. I can't wait, man. In real life, the time of this recording it is we're leaving in two. We got to work tomorrow and the next day, and then we're leaving Friday morning, and we're on our way, boys. Yep. We're leaving. We're, we're leaving Friday morning too, so we're gonna do a little pre scouting while you're driving. I like it because we're gonna leave the the yeah, Buckatorium hey, studio at five a.m. and we're going to pick air air clothes an hour away, and then we're pounding pounding pavement all the way out there. Did you tell him not to wear Crocs and shorts? Um, I was going to do that again anyway because it was good karma for the last time. Bro, that's my look. Well, you're you're getting brave now. You know, rattlesnakes. They're bad again this year. Are they? <sighs> <laughs> are they really? 
snakes. We're talking about snakes. No one knows what we're talking about. Crocs are guaranteed uh, protectors. Dude, I'm yeah, going to protectors. I'll snap a rattlesnake out in some Crocs. Or I'm, I'm willing to die in Crocs. <laughs> no, you better get you, that thing mounted if you do that. I, I still got the skin from last year's rattlesnake in the freezer. I need to do something with that. But, you know, I'm, will, I'm willing to stomp a rattlesnake out or die in Crocs, you know? Hell yeah. Hey, my wife's a nurse. I'll see if I can get my hands on some anti-venom. There you go. Yeah, just <laughs> yeah. have it with you just in just case. Just suck out the venom. <laughs> yeah. Jeremy. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Jeremy, Whoa. shot fired. <laughs> hey, it is. Kurt what just stops out of outside, turns. Jeremy, you're got, <laughs> he got me yeah. towards the pubic area. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there is a little less grass this year, so they shouldn't surprise us quite as bad as last year. But there's still plenty of places that there's, yeah, they're sneaky. I mean, you never know. It's I've hunted out here my whole life. I've never even. I mean, I've got close to getting bit by one, but. For the most part, you're pretty safe, and in the event you do get bit with one, you're not gonna die. They're not Diamondbacks. Yo, I don't. It f- might mess up your hunt, but you're not gonna die. It's not gonna feel good. I don't fuck. Yeah. I don't fuck with snakes. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm gonna, I'd, I'd catch them. To be honest, <laughs> they scare you a little differently when you're right on top of one. Remember we were stalking we're through that. Shoot them. We were, oh, we did last year. But remember we were stalking through that thick ass. Like that tall thick field, shit was bad. We we're walking so through. Bad, yeah. We hit the one spot where like the weeds and the grass kind of get short because we were we were on antelope. We were going to make a stock on antelope, and we're walking and through this fucking... field. We we're walking through this field that's like waist waist ish high, and then we hit this yeah. like low spot where it's like just below your knee, probably like maybe a little shorter, like, like just, easy walking. You're like, oh yeah, look at this spot. Yeah, up here. O- open spot. We hit that open spot. A rattlesnake pops up, but remember it was like a black rattlesnake. Like you could still see the pattern, yeah, but it, it was, was like super black. Dark. It was. I and wanted he decided it. Decided to rattle. Go ahead, tell the story. <laughs> he, de- he decided to rattle after we passed him. Like no warning. Just I'm going to let you get a couple feet past me, and then I'm going to decide to tell you I'm here. Wow. Dude, my butthole. You. I'm going to take some words out of Fred Eichler's book. You couldn't hammer a grease BB in my ass with a hammer <laughs> because yes. we're halfway past this thing. And all I remember is I, – I, this is the one thing I remember. I remember that rattlesnake popping up. I remember Travis going, that's a black one. And I'm like, ooh, I want – in my head, I'm so redneck. I'm like, I want that you know, because I wanted to mount. That would be a cool <laughs> one to mount. That. But then we're in the middle of stalking an antelope. You got distracted. And I'm like – I don't have my bow with me because I had already tagged out. Papa Dave has the bow, but I'm like, I don't no, Don't shoot it because we're going in after this animal. I'd rather see my dad shoot an antelope than a rattlesnake. <laughs> so we go. Valid. Can you eat, can you eat them sons of bitches? Oh, fuck. We, we ate the one last year. Oh, that's right. We, we blew the stock of this antelope. Guess what we do? Walk right the fuck back through the small spot where the rattlesnake was. So on the way Why back, wouldn't you? I'm, I'm holding on. I'm like damn, damn near riding Jeremy like piggyback so I don't get – so he gets bit, you know. Like a donkey? I wanted him third in line because the first person gets worn, the second one gets striked at, the third person gets bit, committed. The last dude's <laughs> like, oh, man, and it outruns everybody. <laughs> oh, man. So Wow. Oh, so that's how it works. Hey, so. that's another – Another reason to watch that sheep video, I gave a little advice on rattlesnakes, how to walk around. It's it's really good advice, so make sure you watch it and make sure you hunt with Jeremy, and then you're good. Travis just slaps on top of the head. I almost just want yeah, to don't catch do one. that. <laughs> catch one? Yeah. We killed one with a weed eater and no, a bow last year. I want to year. catch it. A weed eater? Why weed the eater fuck is did a bad you have a... idea, by the way. Why the fuck did you have a weed eater Talk with to you? Talk to Jeremy. That's his deal. 
You need a bl- you need a, like a blow dart uh, gun. Mm-hmm. You'll find out, I guess. Yeah. Watch it. Watch the Buckstorm so, uh, video. Or I don't know if it was on the. Here's Buckstorm the deal. Video. All we have to do is walk in a single file line behind Jeremy, and we good. We okay, good. Okay. So. Okay. I love how he gets the the the, brunt the of shit end of the stick yeah. every time. It turned like last year we all turned on him in camp anyway, for no reason. He's just like, why am I getting all the shit for no reason? Why? It's just it is what it is, man. I'm sorry. It I is got, what I got it feelings, is. guys. I got feelings. Yeah, it's all good. He can take it. You just don't show him. I think that's that's the problem. Now you sound like my wife. Ooh, hey! That's a different rattlesnake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. They don't warn you when they're gonna bite. Speaking of wives, I had a heart attack that I wasn't gonna be able to go to sh- to go camp. We heard this story before the podcast. Go ahead and tell, it, tell it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> my wife is. My wife got really sick. Like yesterday morning, she woke up, sore throat. You know, if I if I was that sick, she'd call it the man flu, but I actually think she was pretty sick. So she's a nurse, so naturally she had to go get tested for COVID. For, and in my head, I'm like, oh, my God. If she tests positive, I'm, I'm screwed because I won't be able to take the kids to daycare. I'll stay home with the boys. For anyone listening, I have twins, so it's not like you can just, like, pawn them off on someone, especially if they've been exposed to COVID, allegedly. So Bring them to camp. Allegedly. <laughs> So I'm like this morning I'm like praying harder than I did in high school, like a high school pregnancy test, you know, just <laughs> praying for a negative. <laughs> Damn. We've, we've all been I, there. Uh, yeah, we've all been there. But this morning, like eight thirty on my way to work, I get a text negative. I'm like, Yes, <laughs> I can go. I was nervous, like man. A little kid. Dude, we've been waiting for this for a a year. Over every year we we yeah. talked about it last year. We get just as excited as you guys do, I think. I mean, it's just, like you said, the camp experience, just getting together, hanging out. I mean, if we obviously were there hoping to kill something, but even if we didn't kill a single thing, we're going to have a great time. Oh, I mean, gonna have a I'm sure blast, somebody will man. kill something, but it's going to be fun. We'll have a riot. I've been, I've been telling all the WCB boys about you, like, you got to meet these guys. They're so much fun. You guys are just like us. Um, and, and I, I'm, I'm looking forward to like spending a trade show with you guys. So the whole, cause we're going to have most of our crew there. Like, you know, our, you know, we're the three main hosts, but the crew is going to be there and just having everybody meet you guys and hang do out. Do they understand those. how we do trade shows? I don't know. Cause you guys, they've so. never done a trade show. <laughs> never. This is their first show. I've heard stories. Oh boy. I um, think it goes something like uh bush light show up 30 minutes late. Bush light. Actually, we're always <laughs> early. We are. We're I'm some just of the, we're, but we're some of the first people there. But that's just because we want to start drinking before everybody else. Yeah, it's usually Bloody Marys <laughs> or Bush Light. We, we want like, a pregame before the game. That's right. That's yeah. right. Exactly. We're looking forward to. It. That'll be a great time. We're gonna see if you guys can hang or not. You know what I'm saying? We're seasoned pros Jeremy in the can't. trade show game now. Well, uh, we we got a year break and we're gonna really test our metal. Ooh, yeah, this we, year we might so have a little come back strong and healthy. We done boys. Well, we haven't we haven't drank any less, so I don't know about that. That's true, yeah, right? Yeah, Iowa Classic. We get there an hour early before everybody else. We've already six bush lights in and two bloodies, and then and silos silos by the way silo bush lights, and then so, and then I'm drinking a Pedialyte at nine a.m. and some smart ass forty five year old's <laughs> like he's drinking a Pedialyte. He's hungover. I'm like, sir, 
you only knew. Where's your Where's your daughter? You know, oh, <laughs> savage. Just kidding. I never said that, oh, but I, I, but I it. thought it. But I thought it. You'd like to have said it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, where's that thought? That hoe over there. Oh, I see her. Instagram, what's up? Hey, take it easy. Instagram thought or what? <laughs> I'm losing it. It's time to close this podcast out. Oh, I can't wait for the podcast in camp, man. Oh, yeah. I think it's going to get wild. Podcasts. It's going to be fun. I'll be there. I'll be there next year. You'll It'll be there in spirit. In spirits. And mustache. Yeah, I'll be uh, working and drinking after work. You're going to be drinking at work? No. I Don't do that. that. Doug's having a housewarming party what? while we're gone. Yeah. We'll call you at least and rub it in a little bit. Yeah, just, just call me. Or I'll call you guys and see well, what's going well, on. Well, I'll kill the first day and just drive back and go to his housewarming party. Dude, fucking. Perfect. There you go. Yes. Hey. Or we'll leave him in the dark and be like, yeah, it's been. It's You're just going to ghost me. We didn't like have every any girl. fun. Like every girl. <laughs> <laughs> Put you on read. Yeah, that sounds fun. And that's all you <laughs> yeah, It's going to be a good hey, time. Hey, we killed seven animals today. And that's all we say. Well, yeah, what if we kill? What if we fill all our tags day one? That's nine tags. <laughs> <laughs> but what if? We got too. <laughs> but what if? Yeah, can you imagine though? Unless, what if we did? That's... Hey, yo, you better bring a sharp be fucking knife if that happens. I, I, I'm not gonna lie, I'd still camp all week. Oh hell yeah! Oh, same. Oh, yeah. I have 24 blades for my knife, so we'll be good. Yeah, me too. I like good. Well, cool, boys. Well, tell everybody where to find you, and uh, just this is your time to speak to the people, however you want to speak to them. Yeah, just check check us out. Uh, Instagram, it's at Buckstorm SD, uh, Facebook, and then uh, most importantly, YouTube. That's where we post our all of our videos, but we're real active on Facebook and Instagram, too. Uh, we have a website also, BuckstormHunts.com. Uh, you check us out on there. It gives you links to everything, links to some videos. Also, our merchandise is on there, hats, shirts, beanies, um, stickers, you name it, all of our little stuff on there to help support us. You can get it there. And, yeah, that's that's about it. Very cool. And I imagine in camp we'll probably do some sort of, like, Buckstorm working class collaboration giveaway. So keep an eye out for antelope camp podcast that will be coming down the line here Absolutely. Um, we'll probably blast all of them out back to back right before whitetail season because it's time to think about that when we get back and uh, we're thinking about it now but we'll think about it even heavier then so um, imagine we'll talk in camp and we'll drink one too many bush lights and try and give some shit away so we'll uh, just kind of tune back into those episodes see what we're up to on those hunts and uh, yeah go subscribe to buckstorm and keep up to date with them guys thank you guys so much for doing this podcast now especially when we're about to spend a whole week with you um, so we appreciate what you guys do. You guys are good dudes. Um, I'm they're, just, they're already sick of us. Yeah, they're like, man, I don't want to do this. Fuck anymore. these guys. I wish my wife would have got COVID. How do we, how do we pull thing? the? How, yeah, how do we pull the plug? Yeah, she's positive. <laughs> she actually yeah, got. She was positive for COVID. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. yeah I, was a I lied. False positive. Because yeah. now positive. Jeremy's got it because he's sitting in a truck with them, and then you know, um, we'll, we'll <laughs> yeah. round table it out. Um, you guys got anything? Figuring that out for us. <laughs> yeah, so I'll call your bluff before you're gonna call. You know. Um, I'm going to circle round yep. table. We'll start with Eric. What's up, buddy? Man, I'm just thankful for you guys to come on, and I look forward to next week and uh, meeting you guys. And You're going to have a blast, dude. I hopefully put a goat down. I'm excited for your first, like, antelope. You're going to love it. I, I know you will. I'll it's, probably cry. I'll cry. I'd, lo- I'd love that, actually. Okay. Tears of joy. Yeah, absolutely. Doug? I love um, it. I think Eric's going to have to put the bow in his hand first 
either him or Papa Dave. Kurt, you're out. You're yeah. third in line. I, I I said that before the podcast. Like I got my go. I got a <laughs> seriously though. I mean that's kind of how it works, right? Like Papa Dave was there last year. Oh yeah. I want Papa Dave deserves. The, I think he deserves the first shot oh, because yeah, he's already put in I'll the give, work. I'll give him that. And I, we'll absolutely, him, we got to get one in his lap. We'll get one oh, yeah. twenty yards for him, but we'll all have our opportunities. We all will. But yeah, yep. absolutely. I also think spinning off that giveaway thing, maybe uh, maybe we'll have to invite a listener or something to go camp next year. Ooh, that's a good Ooh, idea. Can do do like, a, like a hunt giveaway? Yeah. We'll have to talk about Might it. as well. You guys pay for it, and we can give it away. <laughs> right, yeah. That's how this works. There <laughs> so, you go. Give, up? give them a Dodge Ram, too. We'll collaborate on that a little bit. But. Yeah, they get a free truck. <laughs> get a free truck. A hunt. And uh, you guys pay for it all. <laughs> and a night with Jeremy. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> and I with Jeremy no, in, in a tent by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And a bottle of wine. Everybody's out now. A, bo- a bottle <laughs> of that wine. Idea. <laughs> bottle of Boone's Farm. Yes. Boone's Farm. We'll, we'll, we'll buy that. You you win you win a prize of Jeremy talking to your neighboring landowner to get you permission to hunt there. Great. No, yes, just, just across it. <laughs> yeah, just across it. Not to hunt it. Just Doug, what it. do you got? <laughs> um, good luck, boys. And uh, I'll see you next year. No, you'll see him in January. Yes. Well, yeah, I'll see you at next the trade. Oh, uh, technically next year. Yeah. That is next year. You weren't wrong. I just got to thank you guys do, doing answer. what you do, kind of giving up your vacation time and your free time to help other people on hunts, like the sheep hunt, the elk hunt. You helped your buddy pack out an elk. And, and us, us idiots. Yeah, and us idiots. It, it, it does. It means a lot. I hope that Buckstorm blows up big time. I, I, I really do hope the best for you guys. You guys are some of the best people in the game. And I really do believe that. Otherwise, we wouldn't hang out with you like we do. And kid uh, you the curve a long time ago. Yeah, but no. But honestly, though, I mean, I think what you guys are doing is is great, and you're doing it a real way that people who are working class and real about things can appreciate how you go about it. So I think people should really just check you out and, and give you a chance. And appreciate is, it, man. This is we'll your see time, you guys. Real soon. That's right. You got anything to close out with? Did we get everything? I think we got her, man. We're good. Let's get these next couple days busted out and go to goat camp. That's right. That's right. I like it. Put some hours in. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed this one. Check out Buckstorm. Do them a favor. Do yourself a favor. And go shoot your bow. We love you. Bye. I'm Will Cooper, and you're listening to HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast on the Waypoint Podcast Network. Stick around as I bring you more stories and interviews from veteran hunters and industry professionals who inspire us all to be better equipped in the woods and in life.